So we are continuing in our series called 40 Days of Prayer. Hopefully you've been uh, using those books and meeting with the Lord every morning. I have been really enjoying uh, doing that as well. I, like I said, I started uh, about um, a week earlier than you guys did just so I could see what it what it would look like. And uh, so uh, I've been really uh, enjoying that. But I don't know if you're like me. Um, and you think about prayer quite a bit, and you wonder which prayers work and which prayers don't work. You ever think about that? You ever think about things that you, maybe you've been praying for, and uh, man, you've been praying for a long time. So my son, um, as most of you know, uh, was diagnosed with epilepsy in, uh, in, when he was eight years old, and he began to have very mild seizures. It just kind of looked like he was just spacing out, um, which actually at the time was common anyway. <laughs> but, uh, and so we began to like, go to the doctor and try to figure out what was going on. And as he got older, the seizures got progressively uh, worse and, uh, until um, they were just full-blown seizures. And so we did like any parents would do. We did the best we could with medical care and then we also prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and I tried every type of prayer to coerce God to heal him so uh, in the Bible it says you take uh, you can take one who is sick to the elders so I did that we took him to uh, the board uh, here the elder board that was at uh, that's at Living Spring and uh, we, 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 we checked that box, and they anointed him with oil, and they prayed, and they prayed really well. I mean, it wasn't like a lack of uh, prayer, <laughs> and he has a seizure, right? And, uh, and we, we uh, you know, we laid hands on him, prayed, we prayed, 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 seizure. I had a room full of 100 pastors, which is scary enough just to be in that room, uh, <laughs> Uh, lay hands on him, gather all around him, and with the amount of faith of a hundred pastors that were as, you know, you just think, you know, the lights would dim and uh, there'd be something fancy happen, uh, seizure. Uh, I took him to, um, we took him to a healing room, right? You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but it's a, it's a, uh, they kind of like specialize in healing and, and they, it's almost like they have their finger on the pulse of, of God and they can pray and they pray with faith and they have that that thing going on and we took him there and we went through that whole thing seizure didn't 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 take we took I have a friend uh, her name's Jenny and she has a um, uh, healing ministry as well sorry I just want to change my uh, thing here uh, she has a healing ministry as well, and uh, we took her to that and with all her friends, and we prayed for her and uh, uh, pray, prayed for him and seizure. <laughs> and it, it got frustrating. It got really, really frustrating. And it's like, why wouldn't my prayers work? I'm a pastor. I should have, like, special treatment, shouldn't I? Like, man, God was choosing not to heal. Have you ever experienced that? 
You ever been praying for something? Maybe you got a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter, and you're just trying to pray them back into the kingdom, pray them back into the house, and it's not working. Well, I have some good news and some bad news. This morning, we're going to talk about prayers that work. The bad news is there's no magic formula to twist God's arm to make him do what you want him to do. And that's unfortunate. Do I believe in healing? I absolutely believe in healing. Would I pray for healing? I would absolutely pray for healing. I believe God can heal. I've seen him heal. But this morning, what we're going to talk about is thinking about prayer differently, thinking about how we approach God differently. Prayer is just a constant communication with your Heavenly Father, just like any other relationship. And so we're going to take a look at the Apostle Paul and uh, some tips that he gives when he talks about how he prays because he also prayed for things. One, one time Paul says it this way. He says, three times I went to the Lord because he had some, what, we would, what the Bible called a thorn in his flesh and the Bible doesn't explain what that is and I'm really glad he, it doesn't because we tend to, especially in Western culture, go, oh, that's the formula. That's how you pray for that. Um, and so, but there is no formula. There's just this relationship, this rich relationship where God allows himself to journey with you through the difficulties. Sometimes he heals. Sometimes he fixes it. Sometimes the job comes a minute after. I've seen people pray for finances they're like, God, I got this bill. It's $927. I do not have $927. And then in the mail, the next day, comes a check from the IRS, which is a Christmas miracle anyway, uh, at, for $927, the exact amount. And, and I know even by the people I'm watching right now shaking their heads, I know you have all sorts of stories like that. And so God does those things. But sometimes God just journeys with you through a broken world. So let's take a look at this. Uh, we're going to be spending most of our time in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And so uh, one, one thing I just wanted to start out with this, I like this verse setting up before verse 10. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? The reason I brought this up is because when I first read this thing, I thought of Living Spring. I've prayed this prayer so many times. How can I thank God enough for you when I think about you and the joy that it brings me to partner in ministry with you guys? It's just a blast. It's very fun. So it has nothing to do with the service uh, or the sermon, but it just makes me happy. Uh, the other thing that makes me happy that I'll just take the liberty to use my time since I'm the pastor uh, Every time, Maya, when you sing, I want to cry. It's amazing. So, oh, Taylor, you're good too, but I just wanted to say that to, to Maya. Man, what a blessing to have you as part of our church family. It's just awesome. So, okay, enough gushing, okay? Uh, just, just, I got I to gotta button this up now. Uh, so here, here's the thing. The first thing is to, uh, to pray frequently, to pray frequently. Uh, Anthony, can you get me to that next slide? To pray frequently. One day, one day, 
I will have all this technology figured out. I don't know what it is, but one day I'll get it. So, um, oh, that was my cell phone. I probably shouldn't throw that around. Pray frequently. Go to the next slide. Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. One of the first things that we understand, the prayers that, um, that work are, are constant prayers. Oftentimes, we'll, like, I will wake up in the morning and I will have what we would call my quiet time, okay? So I wake up in the morning, I have my Bible, I have now my book, my 40 days of prayer, and I set that side aside for God. But really what God wants me to do is to invite him into my whole day, that I would pray frequently, night and day. And so it would look something like this. I have my time. It's my quiet time. I pray to God. I read my Bible. Everything's kind of, and then I go, then I just invite him into my commute to work. Lord, I'm driving. This, please kill the person in front of me. Um, you know, there's hand motions and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just invite him in. God, why, what, what is it about me that makes me so frustrated when people drive slow? What is, what is that? You know, you invite him in. You pray night and day. You invite him in. There's a little um, rule you can have. Uh, I think it's on the next slide about the first two uh, minutes. No, oh yeah, here he is. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds. Listen, listen. You can pray to God about anything. You can ask him anything. You say, anything, really? Like even like personal stuff? I'm telling you, you can ask him anything. You say, God, I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want a, a promotion. I, I just want, invite him into that. Let him talk to him about it. Why you want a promotion? What, what's going on? You can find him in, Lord, I'm single and I'm, I'm scared to death. I'm going to go my whole life being single. God, just find somebody for me. You can pray that. You can pray if you're wanting to have kids. You can pray to God for that. He wants to be invited into the journey. Does he always say yes? No, unfortunately he doesn't. Does he know better than us? He does. He does. And so we pray frequently. We invite him into everything, all kinds of prayer requests. With this in mind, be alert, always uh, be, uh, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That's the other thing we can do day and night. As people come to mind, you just bring them before the Lord. And so that we have this constant communication. I like to think of it this way. So like my wife and I, I'd say we have a pretty good relationship. Been married 30 years. Uh, I'm still madly in love with her. Uh, and so in the morning, We'll have a small communication, you know, what does your day look like today? Um, you know, does this shirt make me look fat? Uh, just like, all, you know, all, the, all these uh, different, like little tiny communications. But then during the day, we'll text each other, like text each other little emojis and stuff like that. And, and no, I mean, any, anyway, <laughs> just, I was just thinking of the different emojis. Um, so we'll be doing that, these little communications. And we'll call, come home. How was your day? What, oh, gosh. That just made me laugh. I'm going to have to button this up. And so we'll ask, how was your day? What, what's going on? What do you want for dinner? All these tiny little things. Now, because that, those little conversations are coming, when the big conversation comes, when we start talking about maybe something's going on with one of the kids or one of our nieces or nephews, it's, it's not awkward. Sometimes with God, we, we have one of these types of prayers. Uh, 
I know it's been a long time since I last talked to you, and I know I always come with something that I need, but it doesn't have to be like that. You can have all those little conversations. Go ahead to the next one. All kinds of prayers and requests. Instead of perfect prayers, pray persistent prayers. That's a little tongue twister. Persistent prayers, constant prayers. There's always just God. Man, help me. Help me be the kind of man you want me to be. Help me to see beauty in creation and not just rush right past it. Help me be present when I'm with somebody and not think about the next appointment. That's the first two. The first two minutes of anything you do, just bring it, bring them to him. The first two minutes of your commute. God, you know how I am when I commute. I lose my salvation and I need to get it back. God, would you help me be patient? I'm gonna work on that right there. You get to work. God, today's gonna be such a busy day. I got reports that need to get done. I got people that annoy me. Would you just help me to have patience? And you can see a common theme in my life. Uh, Patience, right? Can you, you know, the first, the first uh, two minutes of when you get home, God, help me be a, 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 an anointing oil to this home, that I would be a person of peace that would bring um, encouragement to my kids. Just, just the first two. Pray, uh, uh, pray constantly. Go, to, go ahead to the next one. Pray earnestly. Now, in the English language for us, earnestly, um, is we, we kind of insert honestly there, but that's not really what the Greek word is. It's passionately. Like you can bring him stuff that you're really passionate about. Go ahead to the next slide. It says night and day, uh, we pray frequently. We pray most earnestly that we may see you again. This was something that was important to Paul. And you can bring those earnest prayers you can bring prayers to him where you're on your knees and you're praying for one of your kids that you want to come back, want a niece or nephew. Or you can pray earnestly for your parents. You can pray earnestly for your school, for the country. You pray passionately. God wants to hear your heart. And so we pray frequently, night and day, all the time, inviting them into everything that we're going through. And then we pray passionately. We pray for changed hearts. We're going we're gonna to look at a, a third thing, and that's where we'll spend most of our time is on point number three because there's five points I really want you to get about things you can always, always pray for and be confident that God uh, is going to listen to you. Uh, we, night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Is there something that you just are passionate about? Are you passionate about social justice? One of the things I'm really passionate about is racial reconciliation. I just, I just long to see a country that is not divided. That just, just no matter what color skin you are, what culture you are, whatever it is, that we learn how to, uh, to take care of one another, to value one another. It's just something I'm passionate about. I can be passionate about it and read blogs. What does that do? It doesn't do anything. Or I can be passionate about it and be on my knees before my Heavenly Father going, God, I don't know what it's going to take. It's just something that, just to give you some insight into what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about, um, about families not being divided. It's just, it just breaks my heart to see divorce and to see 
you know, all that. And I realize that sometimes that happens and that blended families can work and I understand all that stuff, but just the damage that it does when two people who used to love each other at one point just can't make that work. I'm passionate about that. I need to bring that before my heavenly father. Go ahead to the next one. Now to him who is able to do, let's <laughs> check this out, immeasurably more. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or can even think about. God can do it. You look at a marriage and you're like, there's no way that marriage is going to work. I promise you it can work. God can bring, as, they, as two people humble themselves before their heavenly father, it can work. God can do immeasurable. You think about the person at work and you're like, that person will never come to Jesus. Oh, God can do immeasurably more than what you could ask or imagine. And we come passionately before him. Does he always answer the the always answer the prayer request? Not always. And sometimes for our own good. Well, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks when God says no. But he's able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. So invite him into it. Invite him into it. Pray frequently. And pray earnestly. Go ahead to the next one. Does my to-do list compete with my prayer list? I think one of the things I'm trying to change in my prayer life is I'm trying to pray out loud. Because when I pray inside my brain, my to-do list, <laughs> has this ever happened to you or am I just the only one who's not a Christian? Okay, like, like, cause I'll be thinking and you don't wanna get inside this noggin, okay? And so I'll be thinking and I'll be praying for something. Like let's just say I'm praying for Pastor Jonathan. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, I pray that, you know, as he, I just pray he's, he, he becomes the pastor that you've shaped him to be. And I'm like, and then, you know, I'm like, I just pray that the youth are, oh, I wonder if we're going to have that youth thing. Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to get that. I need to ask Jonathan if, and now I'm like, am I actually praying right now? It's my to-do list competing with my prayer list, right? And so one of the things we do when we pray earnestly, we can pray out loud. And there's just something about praying out loud that's different than praying silently. You, you, you're more focused when you pray out loud. Does this make sense? And so my prayer, like, typically would be something along the lines of, you know, um, God, I pray for Living Spring. I pray um, that we would continue to walk in unity. I pray for Toys for Tots, that it would go, you know, whatever. That's a different prayer than this. God, Lord, I just place that congregation at your feet and ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon them, that they would be built up in their spiritual gifts, that chains would be broken. See how the difference is when you pray out loud? We have a little thing that we say in our house when we want to make a decision or on our leadership team. Just say it out loud. <laughs> just say it out loud. And usually, once you say it out loud, you're like, oh yeah, that's not a good, I that's not a good idea. Like, you know, you're thinking about something in your mind, and then once you say it out loud, like, you know, I wonder if I took my 401k and I just went to Vegas and put it all on black. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea. You say it out loud. In the same way we say our prayers out loud. Go to the next one. Pray specifically. Pray specifically. 
God, I want a job. That's okay. But it's not as good as God. I want a job that really uses my gifts. I want a job that I look forward to going to. I want a job that fulfills all of our needs. I want a job that makes $62,500 a year. You know, whatever, insert your thing. Mine's higher than that. Uh, mine's like 400 grand, but we're working on it. Let's pray specifically, specifically for what you want to happen. Now, what I want to do is I want to take the next, this part and unpack it into five prayers that you can pray for specifically. So let's look at the verse first. Pray specifically, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So we don't use throne language, right? Because we don't have a king. But if you were in Hebrew, if you were one of the Hebrews that read this text at the first time, they had Caesar that actually had a throne. You would go to Pontius Pilate who actually had a throne and you did not go confidently to that throne. You were under guard, first of all, and your head was be cast down. You didn't just walk up to the king and just start going, what's up, dude? Like you just, it was, a, it was formal, it was serious. And so you imagine this king and you imagine Going before that king to ask for a request, maybe it was for your village or something that you're doing, and you're going before the king, and you have to go before the king, and you would fret. Tuesday, I got to go before the king. Oh, my goodness. I got to get my shirt out of the cleaners. I got to get everything all buttoned up. I'm going to see the king. You think about that. Now, think about that same king. He's just a man. He's just a man. He's just in a high position. Think about one of his kids going before the throne. Well, his kids just run up. They don't care about formalities. They run up, they climb on his lap, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm trying to do some business here. Oh, dad, dad, let's go play. Let's go play. No, 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 we can't. I don't have time to pray. Go, go. But that, that kid, see how the kid approaches? That's how we approach our Heavenly Father. As one of his children, we approach confidently, with confidence. We receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. We're more specific. A little kid, when he asks his dad for something, he, doesn't, he says, I want the G.I. Joe with a kung fu grip. That's what I want. I want it to have a Jeep and camouflage, and I want the gun that does this, and I, I get specific, right? Remember the Christmas story? I want the Red Rider, you know, the, his BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out. Great, great, great movie. Go ahead to the next one. So pray specifically Number one, for God to remove obstacles. This is a great prayer. God loves this prayer. God, remove the blinders that my coworker has where they can't see that a relationship with you, with you is exactly what they need. Remove those obstacles. Remove anything in the way that would stop them from seeing that. God, remove the obstacles that's, that, my, that, that are, are stopping my kids from entering in the fullness of knowing who you are and putting their trust in you. Remove those obstacles. Look what it says here. It says, now may uh, God, our Father himself and our Lord Jesus, clear the way for us to come to you. That's what they were praying for. That's what Paul was praying for. He wanted to see that church again. And he was praying to remove obstacles. And some of us need to go passionately and frequently before our Heavenly Father, praying that obstacles would be moved. Now here's, here's one little caveat that I just want to mention. 
this one's going to sting a little bit. So I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Sometimes you're the obstacle. Okay? Sometimes if I'm praying, God, remove the obstacle, God might say, hey, dude, that's a you problem right there. Like, you're, you're the obstacle. And so we have to examine ourselves and say, God, is there any obstacles in my life that's stopping anyone from seeing the fullness of Christ in my life, in my job, at school? You can always pray that he would remove obstacles. He loves doing that. Clear the way. Go to the next one. Pray specifically for God to increase love. Now, love is a word that is just, it, when I say love, you, you probably think of a whole bunch of different things when I say love. Some think, you know, hugs and ponies and uh, everything's going great and skittle rainbows and uh, love, increased love. But this particular word of love is like, it's like the muscle. It's like, it's like, it's like muscles to your spirituality. Everything needs to be done in love. Growth without love is fatness. The, the, the Bible says it this way, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. You could learn every verse in the Bible, but if you don't have love, it does, the Bible says it this way, if I, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, like I'm just, I'm just all that, but I have not love, the Bible says I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Love is the most important thing we have as Christians. I'm not saying that you can't get angry with people or all that. It's just, it's the muscle. It's your intention. It's your heart check. It's, it's the muscle. So go to this next picture. I'll show you what I'm talking about. How much do you think this dude weighs? Answer, who cares? <laughs> right? He could step on the scale. It doesn't matter. Okay, ladies, close your eyes. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, I had to get, get, get that out of there. Pray specifically for God to increase love. Here's what the Bible says. I just want to read this to you. I didn't put it up there because it's kind of long. I started reading a little bit of it. Um, it's in uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... But do not have love, I become a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. God, what part of my life do I need to increase love? Who in my life do I not love that you need to work on? What people group? What political belief system? What is it? Who is it that gets me, Lord God? How do I increase love for that Raider fan? If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. Pray that God would increase love in your life. You can always pray for that. He loves doing it. If I give all my possessions to the poor, if I deliver my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. You can always pray for increased love. Increased love in your church. Increased love at work. Increased love in your family. This love that Jesus displayed 
He said, greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends. You can always pray for that. Go ahead to the next one. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow. Grow and overflow. This is real simple to remember. God, help my love to grow and overflow. Every place I, 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 I go to, on the soccer field, Lord, let my love grow and overflow. At work, let it grow and overflow. In my small group, grow and overflow. You can always pray that. It's a prayer that works. Go ahead to the next one. That's number three. Pray specifically for a change of heart. God loves heart change. He loves it. Maybe, maybe there is somebody that you just don't like and you, you're, you're just, you're, you've got bitterness, you've got unforgiveness. You can always go to him and pray frequently and pray earnestly and pray specifically, God, change my heart. David said it this way, change my heart, oh God, make it ever new. Just change. He says, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. You can always pray for a change of heart. You can pray for a change of heart to those around you. Maybe somebody's struggling with bitterness. Maybe you have somebody close to you and you say, God, you can, pray, you can pray frequently and earnestly and specifically, God, help them to soften their heart towards that person that wounded them. What was done to them was wrong. And we pray against that injustice. But we pray specifically that their heart would change. I've had to pray many times for God to change my heart. There were things said to me, things done to me, things that I felt were unfair, that if they had only known all the information, they never would have done that. And you know what? It never changed. The circumstances never changed. But my heart did. God helped me change my heart. You can always pray for that. So we uh, to talk about that. We pray specifically for heart change. We pray specifically for love to increase. Go ahead. The next one. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God, our Father, uh, our God and Father, when the Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Strengthen your hearts. Sometimes you'll be with somebody. We get them all the time, the prayer requests from the cards and uh, from our connection cards. And oftentimes I'll just pray, God, I, I, what they're going through is just so overwhelming. Strengthen their hearts. Help them to get through this. God, if you're going to do a miracle, do a miracle. And if not, journey with them and strengthen their hearts so that they in turn can turn and strengthen those around them. You can always pray that their hearts be strengthened, that their hearts be changed. Go ahead to the fourth one there. Pray specifically for God's greatest will. <laughs> you can pray specifically for that. You, know, you can pray specifically, God, your greatest will is that there's no more injustice. That's his greatest will. When he created the heavens and the earth, uh, it was shalom. It was universal flourishing. That was his goal. But in doing that, he created us with a free will. And we chose to disobey. And we've been choosing to disobey uh, all throughout time. And so we can pray specifically for God's greatest will. God, would you change the hearts of people? God, it says in the Bible that God wishes that none perish, but all come to salvation. That's his greatest will. God, I, pr I can pray for that. Pray, God, I pray that everyone would come to the saving knowledge of you. That's his greatest will. You can pray for, like I said, ra racial reconciliation. You can pray for uh, people getting along. It's his, his greatest will. God, I pray against poverty. It's not, it's not God's will that people are in poverty. And you can pray specifically 
like, God, can we figure out a way so that we can remove poverty from the planet? You can, you can pray that. It's not a political statement. It's just God's perfect will. You take it up with him. Go to the next uh, slide. May he strengthen you, uh, strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy. Do you know what God's greatest will for your life is? Right there that you would be blameless and holy. Do you know why? Because that's your best life, blameless and holy. You can pray. You can pray that boldly. You can go boldly before the throne. God, I pray that I will not sin anymore in my life. That's the greatest will. Now, will I? Probably not. But uh, will I make a mistake? Of course I will. Of course I will. But you can pray that. That's his greatest will for you. Did you know that? That you'd be blameless and holy in the presence of God our Father when the Lord Jesus comes, which gets me to one of my favorite ones, this next one. Pray specifically with the ultimate end in mind. The ultimate end is not here on earth. I I mean, I like earth. (laughs) It's cool. Got some great things in there. I like being alive. I like experiencing life but that's not my end my end is going to be spending eternity with jesus my job here on earth is to be the best jesus i can be as a husband to be the best jesus i could be as a student as a co-worker as a neighbor and then to have a relationship with him that's so real and so effective that i actually look forward to spending eternity with the person that i knew throughout my life It's not just to make it to heaven. It's to experience what a full life with Jesus looks like during the seizures, during when things aren't being answered the way we want. Go to the next slide. It says this. He may strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. So we pray with the end in mind. God, God, I pray that you would give me strength to uh, walk blamelessly during my days here on earth so that when I see you face to face, I won't be spending the first million years saying I'm sorry for my 40s <laughs> or my 20s. I start with the end of my mind. God, I, I pray for my boss that he would come to a saving knowledge of you so that when we're together in eternity, we can rejoice together. That's praying with the end in mind. That's- 